Hello, everybody. Thank you for reaching out to Mental Shift. My name is Michelle Moross, your host. If you're wondering how in the heck did I get on this mental shift thing and why is this, I'm listening to this lady. Well, one, you're in a really cool place to listen and watch. Two, it's a place to be. Mental Shift is a program about people who do really cool things. They don't have to be an astronaut or, you know, whatever, doctors or lawyers. They're just normal people who've made a mental shift and have done something with that shift. Because what I want you all to realize is that we all experience shifts in our life and it's okay. So here's another really cool person I want you to meet. His name is Chris Rollins and I met him several years ago at the John Maxwell team conference. And he and I, and his actually his wife is my uh, sister from another mister. And we just click so well. And it's been years since I've seen them last. And uh, I brought him on to a Facebook Live. And I'm like, why on a, a live? I should have you on my, on my podcast. And so here he is. Please welcome Chris Rollins. He is just an awesome dude. And we're going to learn more about him today. Hi, Chris. Hey, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. And I forgot to say something. For those of you who are watching, you're like, who is that guy next to Michelle that she's talking to? Uh, go to his website. Their website is www.rollins, R-O-L-L-I-N-S, performancegroup.com. And that way you can learn more about what they do at the performance group. And um, you'll understand more about what he's talking about today on the podcast. Uh, and he, they do have a book. It's called Discover Your Team's Potential. And so that's the other thing I wanted you to know. Now I can say Hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Glad to be here today. See, I can be really goofy with you because one, you know me. Two, you know me. I mean, like, really know me. And the reason why you really know me is, what are those silly letters behind your head? Those funny... Uh, yeah, we had you in class teaching about all that, didn't we? Understanding yes, human behavior. <laughs> yes, you did. I mean, understanding human behavior. I mean, those of you who are listening and you've never seen the word DISC, you know, when you see your teenagers or your kids talking about, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a this. Well, they're personality insights, okay? And Chris is masterful, and he taught me. And it's how I do most of my interviews and how I do a lot of my stage talks is by the people and how I've read them through their disc performance, uh, their disc profile. So I'll stop talking, Chris. Tell me, what, what do you do at the Rollins uh, Performance Group? You know, in a nutshell, Michelle, really what we do is we just help people understand human behavior so that they can be better leaders and more effective at sales, right? I mean, ultimately, that's what everyone's trying to do is get better results. And, you know, if you want to be a better leader and if you want to get better sales results, I don't know many people that don't raise their hand when I ask that question, uh, then you have to understand human behavior so that you can begin to speak another person's language, right? When you said that about teenagers and asking, you know, first off, any of us that have ever had kids, and okay, I don't want to uh, exclude your watchers, right? Well, I don't have kids. Okay, if you've ever been in a relationship with someone else, you've asked this question, why did they do that? You could say that in a grocery store. Why are they doing that? Why do they do that? And you really begin to understand that, that human behavior, people do exhibit predictable patterns. They're not right 
They're not wrong. In many cases, they're just different. But the misunderstanding is what causes so much conflict in our society today. And it's what causes so much conflict in the workplace. It's what causes people to say, why can't my employees get along? It's what causes conflict in the sales process that ultimately um, negatively impacts sales outcomes, right? And reduces uh, sales results. All of that can be overcome if we know how to do it, because it really comes from this perspective. I approach it from a desire to understand you better and from a desire for you to understand me better. And when we truly can both do that, we can get so much more accomplished. That's it in a nutshell. And, and the thing is, is it's, it's deeper than a lot of us here well, you've got to make sure when you do a presentation that you have, um, besides verbal, you have to have handouts and you have to have PowerPoints and you've got to make sure they get up. That is, you know, audiovisual kinetic learning. Mm -hmm. This is the language a person, what you're talking about is the language people are react to. It's what they, that's their, it's their love language basically is what it is. The language they want to hear. Now, can you explain the letters? Because... I have crazy ways of describing the letters, but um, you you have a much more uh, solid way of doing it because, well, you'll find out in a minute. Just listen to me. Okay, here's a here's a here's a job for everybody listening or watching. When when Chris goes through what the letters do, what the letters mean, what they symbolize, and all, just guess what I am, and guess what his main trait is. We we're a little bit of all, right? <laughs> right. But guess what our main trait is? Okay. Back to you, Chris. <laughs> well, you know, so, yeah, so we'll do this in a, in a short version, right? But, but yeah. DIS and C do stand for something, so they make up the word DISC. Uh, I'll reference the fact that the DISC model of human behavior has uh, been around for nearly 100 years now, okay? Uh, it was actually originally released in 1928, but it was a result uh, of a, a study from 1921 to 1928. So basically right at about 100 years now. Uh, and has been used. But again, you know, we really look at the fact that uh, first and foremost, you know, it's really broken down into two main uh, determining descriptors, right? Uh, I often ask someone, do you consider yourself more outgoing or more reserved? That's number one, you know, the, the first thought of what we do there. And, you know, a lot of people confuse that with being extroverted and introverted. I won't go into that on your podcast because we don't have time for that today. But but it's not really, first off, when people say, is that extroverted and introverted? The answer is no, and they're wrong if they think it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I keep it real, Michelle. But, but ultimately, it's about our motor. That's why you said people would know you and they'd know me, right? Is our motor really, really high rev, always on go? Right? Are we just more mellow, right? Go with the flow. Um, so it's where we're at with that, right? Um, but when we look at the different letters, about half the letters represent one trait being outgoing or characteristic and about half the letters represent being reserved. Uh, we also look at the fact that some people are more task oriented individuals. Uh, we're focused on the facts, the figures, what are we here to get it done? Some people are more people oriented. Neither one's right, neither one's wrong. Um, but by the way, it takes both to get everything done. And about half the letters represent someone that's more task oriented and half that represents someone that's more people oriented. So the D is what I always refer to as someone that's driven. 
Yeah, it's the word I love most, and people I know that are these absolutely just light up when someone says we're driven. We need to get results. Now, notice what I said there. We need to get results. It's not a wish for us. Yeah. It's not a want. Oh, but they want it. No, no, no. It's like a fish needs water. We need results. And when I say results to someone that's a very driven personality style, <sighs> You know, <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, they, they light up. Heck yeah, that's what we're here to get done. So, you know, again, we understand that. But when I look at someone that's a, that the I trait, right? So that D is an outgoing characteristic, but they're more task oriented. Get me results. The I is also outgoing, but they're more people oriented. Fun, you know, be engaging, the life of the party, um, you know, they, they need recognition, right? They, uh, and by the way, that's not bad. I had someone one day say this to me. They said, okay, Chris, so basically you're saying the highs are, the, the eyes are high maintenance. I said, no, they're not high maintenance. They're human, right? And, and they need recognition and we need to be able to give it to them, but we need to learn to give it to them in the way they need it in order for them to thrive and to operate in their greatest strength zone. So we look at that, both of those two traits, the driven and the inspiring personality type are outgoing. One's more task oriented, one's more people, but they're both outgoing. Then we move to the S. Now you'll even notice, Michelle, and your, your viewers may notice that I just shifted a gear, right? I downshifted. Because when I move to the supportive personality type, which is what the S would stand for, they operate, they don't, they don't operate, you know, like you and I do, right? They're not on go 24 seven. Calm it down. Don't overwhelm them. They're more reserved. Slow your, your speech. Right. But, but they're still very people oriented, right? They, they might not be the life of the party. They may not have a hundred friends, but man, the ones they have, they build deep relationships and, uh, you know, deep bonds and, and ultimately, the thing I often remind people we need to know about our supportive friends is that they make up the biggest percentage of the population in, in the world. So, um, and honestly, I think that's a really good thing, uh, you know, that they do. But, but they're able to bring that in because, you know, where the driven style really needs results and where the inspiring style really needs uh, recognition, this group really needs relationships. I mean, relationships matter to them so much. I have a, you know, my, my uh, mother is a very supportive personality style. Uh, our oldest son is primarily, uh, that's his primary personality trait, right? His, his, his highest trait is supportive. As you know, Melissa, my wife, it's her secondary trait, but it's still very high uh, as well. So I have a lot of those supportive people around me. And you've probably seen my graph to know where supportive is on my graph, right? <laughs> but it's where it is. And then we move to our C friends, right? The cautious group. They're still reserved, but they're more task oriented. You know, just, I like to call them the, hope your audience will get this because I'm aging myself by saying this or dating myself, but it's like Joe Friday from Dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. It's here's where we are. You know, give me the, the stats. Give me the facts. Give me the figures. I always say they're the type that love to proofread Xerox copies and you know, they, they, they enjoy it, but they enjoy um, the process. 
right? Where some of us do things because we need to get what we need to get done. They actually will do things for the enjoyment of the process because they need right. Remember I said that the D needs results. The, the driven style needs results. The inspiring style needs recognition. The supported type needs relationships. The cautious type needs things to be right. Now, I encourage people not to confuse this group uh, because I've, I've heard this uh, misunderstanding at times where people will say, oh, they think they have to be right all the time. No, 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 that's not what I said. They're not always concerned about them being right. They want it to be right. You know, they're the ones that say, you know, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. You know, measure twice, cut once. I'll always laugh and say, I cut the board a lot faster than you. And then they laugh and say, yes, but I finished before you because while you were going back to the hardware store to get another board because you cut it an inch too short, right? Because you didn't measure twice, I got done. And so often what I have to remind my outgoing friends, and I know you and I both probably cringe to hear this statement, there's the old fable, Aesop's fable, the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise won. Man, we hate to admit that, right? The even-killed tortoise beat the hare because the hare got distracted so often. But, but the beautiful part about this, uh, what I love about personality styles and the communication styles, is that it truly is something that unifies us as a people. This has been studied worldwide. And when I say it unifies us as a people, because here's what I can say, every descriptor that we use in society today that wants to separate us tears down when we go into understanding communication styles, because it is not indicative of whether or not I'm, you know, I'm a guy and you're, you know, you're a lady. So it's not about male or female. It's not about, uh, you know, race. It's not about culture. It's not about IQ. It's not about socioeconomic status. It's not about uh, faith. You know, all the different things that we could use to say this or that can't be um, divided when it comes to personality styles because it's been studied so many different ways. And, you know, we've taught people uh, this model. We've certified trainers from every populated continent on the planet and, and so we've seen this play out through the years where people say, yes, this works that, you know, where I live in, in my country, where I'm from. And, and it's neat to see that this is the, this is one of the things that we all have in common. You can't divide us. You can't say, well, there, there are more of this that are men that are women or more of this that are this than are that. Nope. Nope. Can't be done. It's been studied and it's been shown. So I really love the fact that while it helps us recognize our differences, our differences by the way we communicate, it helps us understand one another, but truly is something that also brings us all together. Well, something I wanna mention about that, because with my travels around the world, is that nationalities have these traits. And I, I know that sounds kind of crazy, I guess, but, but we all have the four too. So I mean, like, I'm a Filipina. Right. That's what I claim out of all of the mixes I am. I grew up in the Philippines and we are by a, by a, a social a race of Filipinos. We are very supportive. We're, we're, we're family gatherers. We always want to feed people. We want to take care of people. What is that? Is that supporting or, or inspirational? Well, no, it, it's a, it's a very interesting point. So here's what I'll say. Um, the differences that people see in cultures, 
are a difference based upon our unique perspective. So our perspective will be skewed by a culture. Uh, in other words, we may say, look at the Filipino culture and say, um, and I've had actually people talk about that, right? When you go there as an American, approach it as an S, right? Yeah. Because you will be kind of center of their world. But within that unique culture, they still have the same blend yes. of driven, inspiring, supportive, and cautious. The thing is, so what looks outgoing or reserved to them is different than what looks outgoing or reserved to us. But within their own culture, they all have the exact same four blends. Well, and that's why I was asking that because yeah. when I first met, well, when I first went to your course, mm -hmm. I kept arguing that I was a D. Right. Remember, I got upset <laughs> that I was, <laughs> spoiler alert, I'm an I, okay? <laughs> Michelle, inspirational speaker, gee, I'm an I. But I argued with Chris that, no, I'm a D. I get things done. I want things done. <laughs> but what it is, it's my culture. As my culture, in my culture, which is more, kind of cold, I mean, hold back, kind of calm, let's everybody love each other, kind of get together. But I was a very high D in that culture because I'm very driven. Mm -hmm. And so when I am in my real, my, my real world here, I'm like, no, 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 I'm a D. Mm -mm, no. But then every word that comes out of my mouth is an I, a strong I-S. And I'm like, no. And what I want all of you to know is when you, you know, connect with, with, with Chris, with the Rollins Performance Group, and learn more about this DISC thing, because I'm telling you, it's freaking magical. And I'm not saying it because I'm an I, I'm saying it because the D part of me is like, dang, this works. It works. And I say the D part of me, because we all have all right, right. characteristics. And I, I need to get you off of the disc thing because I want to know where you came from. So what got you into this human behavior behavior thing? Because um, what brought you into it? I mean, what did you do before? When, when did you have that mental shift to be doing this human behavior thing and why? Well, that's a great question, Michelle. And it's interesting when I look back on it mm -hmm. because so... Well, I think you know, obviously, you know, I was in the Army, and I talk about that, right? So I was, a, um, I was an M1 tank commander uh, in the Army. So I did that for nine years. And when I left the military, now, first and foremost, I came from a broken family. I dealt with all that. So, uh, you know, didn't have certain figures in my life that needed to be. Um, and, you know, I was a hard-charging military, just go get a mission-first mindset, you know, kind of guy. And when I left the military and really entered into the civilian workforce, everyone said, Oh, great. Right. Ex-military guy, hard charger. He's going to get stuff done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, believe it. And what was interesting about that was, and I'm thinking back here. So I'm in the nineties, maybe uh, 97, 98. By this point, um, you know, I had become, so I worked for a national company. I was in the rental industry for 16 years and I worked for a national company. I'd already become a district manager. Uh, I was running the number one district in the company. And I mean, I, we were blowing and going, all the results were there. And I had uh, a VP who was traveling with me one day between stores, if you will. Again, you got way back in the nineties, you didn't have cell phones and everything else on you back then. So we're just driving. He says, tell me about the store we're going to. 
It's number one in the country. It was literally the number one store in the country. It's this, it's that. There's their NPS scores. This is their growth projection numbers. This is this, this is that. And he said, da, 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 da. Tell me about your store manager. Ah, okay. Beth's been there for probably 17, 18 years. Well, you know, before me. Tell me about her. She's number one in the country. She's this, she's that. He said, I don't give a rip about any of that. Tell me about her. It's a human. What are you talking about? Right? Yeah. And he says, is she married? And I start thinking, does she have a wedding ring on her face? I think so. What's her husband's name? I don't know. And he said, Chris, you don't know anything about your business. Now, Michelle, I got mad, right? We mean I don't know my business, but those are fighting words, right? And he said, no, 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 no. You know your numbers better than anyone, okay? We, we won't argue that with you. You don't know your business. And so I did what anyone does, right? When we get mad and when we don't like what we got, we can choose to get, and we can get ticked, but we can get over it and grow through it or just let it ruin us. And I chose to really reflect on that and grow through it. In fact, at one point in the conversation, he said, Chris, I just want to let you know, this isn't the army. They don't have to come back tomorrow. morning." Right? And I thought, wow, cause let's face it. I admit, Michelle, I had some turnover. Uh, I had some avoidable turnover. I would put it that way. Right. Um, but I always felt, hey, leave all I get out of the way, you know, whatever. And and I say that to say this, that is not a, a bragging statement at all. I want your audience to understand that. Um, it's one of those things where I said, if I could go back and, you know, this would be the things I would change, right? I was young, hard charging. I was ignorant. I didn't know what I didn't know. And and I ran over some good people, all in the the name of getting great results. But that really started a growth process for me. So that was, that's where it started. The, the main turning point when it shifted more than anything else was when my, now my oldest son is 24 today, but when he was about five, um, now at this point I was the corporate road warrior. I traveled all week, every week, left every Monday morning, usually came home Friday night when I didn't end up out of town over the weekend. And, uh, you know, so my wife ended up practically raising kids by herself most of the time. Uh, but again, I had great results, right? You know, my kids had all the toys. Um, but I was tucking my, my oldest in bed one night. I walked in, turned off the light, went over to the bed. It was a Sunday night. He's getting ready to leave the next morning. Gave him a kiss. Said, Dad, I'll see you soon. And, yeah, definitely not a proud dad moment here. But the words that came back up to me in the dark, which I was not prepared to hear that night, because we all know that a five-year-old child uh, doesn't process things in their head, should I say. You know, they don't barb you like an adult does, you know. They don't poke the bear. They just say what they think. Yeah. Innocence of a child, right? All I heard that came back up in the dark that night was, I wish I had another dad. You're never here. And truly one of the hardest days of my life. But here's what I didn't know at the time, Michelle. You know, I'm a high D, but it's my primary style. My oldest, his primary style is a high S, the opposite trait. I was not speaking his language. And I really, at that moment, that was the turning point, shifting point moment in my life when I started really reflecting. Now, I'd love to tell your audience, I just shifted overnight and flipped a switch. I didn't know enough to flip, but I knew something had to change, right? And that's what started because I started looking back saying, wow. And I started looking at all my peers in the corporate environment that was where I was because I was the next VP or apparently where, I mean, you know, you're crowned the next whatever. And I started saying, wow, 
None of them are together with, you know, their families. Half of them are estranged from their kids or they're on their second, third, fourth, whatever wives. And I said, I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I truly made the decision from that point that I would value significance over success. So ultimately, not that success was wrong, but I believe you can have success without significance, but you can't have significance without success. So to me, significance was the higher calling. Um, and that's what led me to the point of where I started wanting to understand. I, I just, I wasn't going to lose my marriage and I wasn't going to lose my kids. That's where it started. And that led me to starting to learn about human behavior. The side benefit was that it made such a difference professionally as well. That wasn't my, my goal wasn't even at that point. I wasn't thinking about my employees. I was thinking about my family. And I got the best of both worlds out of it. But that's where it started. Well, and that's why I'm so passionate about it today. Well, and that's why I wanted you on the show, because I use DISC a lot in everything I do, in every association. And it helped with my family, too. And that's why I wanted to share with my audience what DISC is. And people are like, ah, they're all the same. Well, <laughs> there's similarities, but there's something about DISC that really clicks. And... If you're having, and, and this, is the, this is the deeper reason, in the time of COVID, when people got locked into their homes and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to be stuck with my spouse and my kids. <laughs> and and they, there was a lot of outburst of, oh no. And I thought, what better time to get Chris on my podcast? But I was so booked out, I couldn't get you in sooner. And that's the thing is, if we understood the personalities that were in our own homes, that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be stuck with them part wouldn't exist. And I was thinking as a child, for every parent that said, oh dear God, I'm going to have to be alone with my kids all day. As an I, and spoiler alert, high S, high I, high S, off the charts. Mm -hmm. That would have crushed me to hear my parents say, oh no. It, it would have crushed me. And I, I know it. I just thinking about it makes me want to cry. And so that's why I wanted you to talk about just and the importance of it and not just, you know, for business, but more importantly, for your home, the people you love or the people you want to be in your world. It's a, it's almost like the whole opposites attract thing. You find out why those opposites attract. So like mm -hmm. in my case, I'm a high IS. Number one, I S is like right next to it and it's off the chart. The other two are very low. My husband is take my chart and flip it. Right. And he is an incredibly high C with a very high D. The opposites did attract. And so when you're looking at a partner, future partner, or looking at your partner or your children, you're like, why are we clashing so much? That's part of it. Michelle, I would add to that. It's interesting because it is so much when people think about opposites attract, right? It's like a magnet, right? The polar opposites, the positive and the negative uh, poles attract. But as the saying goes, opposites often, opposites attract, and then, then they attack. Yes, I said, right? and then. And yeah, and then they attack. And then it comes from the, but, but the attack comes from misunderstanding. Yes. And the beauty of the model, like you talk about, yes, there are other models. And look, I've studied all, <laughs> many of them. Um, so yeah, I'm not here to debate whatever. I personally am a fan of all understanding of human behavior. What I love about this model is its simplicity and its ability to 
you know, be quickly applied. I think that's where the power of the model lies, right? It's not some massively overly complex academic model. We can learn it, understand it, and apply it and make a difference. And I think that's where it really, you know, comes into play. Yeah, and, and I find it very important. Well, there's also symbols that are associated to each of these letters and colors. And that's how I, I read people very quickly as I associate a, a, a symbol to them. I'm quite visual and kinetic, so <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I work. But it's so important to be able to learn that quickly. I mean, right. be able to read people and do, you know what? This isn't an argument, this is a misunderstanding. And, and it de-escalates things very quickly. It's like, oh wait, He's not being pushy. He's a he's a D, and that's why he's talking that. Oh, okay, wait, my I'm being way too sensitive about this. He just wants to get things done, and so it kind of backs me off. Because before I would go up to my husband, do why are you being so pushy? He's I'm not being pushy. I just I want to measure three times, you know that kind of thing. I'm like, will you? Can we just go have fun now? I mean, I'm done, and he do. We have to measure this, and so now that I realize that. It's part of him. He must make sure it's right before he moves. I'm less anxious and agitated that he won't move fast. <laughs> it, it, saved, it saved our marriage. Because it was like, why are you dragging your feet? You know I've already made this decision. Well, if you know me, I move first, then think. Well, you, you, you could even use a descriptor. I know we talk about inspiring, right? So the I in you, you know, we, we, we could insert the word impromptu right there. Right? Yeah, the I is very impromptu, and that does not describe your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Well I, what if, well, I think the last thing we had together is like we were chopping wood. He was chopping wood. I say we, but it was him. Chopping wood. And he wants to have them all about the same size so they burn equally. <laughs> Okay, with me, I would have just hacksawed it. I don't care wood burns, you know? But he's like, no, he's fireplace, right? yeah, he knew how big the wood had to be cut so that it would burn for X amount of hours for whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> my brain was like, oh, why? Why would you care? Put another piece of wood in. Nope, gotta do it this way. So it's wonderful to be able to learn the different personalities. So I don't care, people, which one you work on, but if you can work on understanding personality types and which one you are and how you relate to others in the different personalities or otherwise of why you clash with people with your own personality type, uh, things like that, the world would be a better place because we would be able to deal with each other and see what's going on before we make our own judgment calls. And Chris, I thank you so, so much for being on the show and taking time to be with us and share your story because you, you really did. You've changed and, and uplifted so much of my life by me learning this dispersonality type. So I'm, it sounds bad, but I'm really glad your, your high S son told you, I wish I had another dad because he would not have mentally shifted you to start seeking yeah. And now you're able to share this information with more of us and just the ripple effect alone of just from my perspective, the people I've been able to reach and touch and be able to uplift because I know and understand the personality types so well because of you. Well, I appreciate that, Michelle. I just want to give one last quick thought, though. Even when you mentioned about 
the lesson I learned from my son. I often say I would trade the story if I could trade the experience, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, because yes, it was not one of my prouder moments. Um, but ultimately what I learned through the process was this. When we talk about all the traits, right, that, that, that every one of our traits have amazing positives we bring to the table. Um, we all have obviously some things we can work on, but you know, we, we have to understand, acknowledge, and appreciate how people are wired. And uh, I always say, God wired you the way he wanted you, and I'm not going to be the one to tell him he made a mistake. So our goal as we learn about other styles and, and understand people, the main point that you've probably heard me say this, I know several times through the years, is never to seek to change someone. Yeah. It's to understand them, right? Because we don't, you know, our goal is not to, well, if they were just more like me, oh, dear God, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's appreciate uh, what we all bring to the table and collectively we get more done. Yes, indeed. So, you know, take some time to learn about who you are, what makes you tick and examine other people around you and what makes them tick. Don't be so quick to judge and to uh, amplify whatever your, your, your perception is and personality insights is pretty magical. So to review D I S C and you said driven is the D I is inspirational, mm -hmm. S is supportive, and C is cautious. Cautious, And just with that high-level knowledge, you might be able to pick out the people in your own family. And if not, there's a book about it. And <laughs> there's a website to go to. Go to www.rollinsperformancegroup.com. Reach out to the group, uh, talk to Chris if you want to, and... Thank you, Chris. So everyone, have a great day. And remember, we're all different and all the same at the same time. <laughs> have a fabulous week, everyone. And please, if you like what you hear, share, like, forward, whatever you need to do, but get the word out because the world needs to know a little more understanding. Until next time, have a good one.